one thing that is very, um, very common with God dealing with his people and has also turned out to be one of the mysteries of the kingdom that we must key into is the whole idea of living our lives day by day from the realms of God. Our decisions, our choice, our way of life, our inspiration, God desires that it should be rooted in Him alone. By so doing, we will now be operating from the ambience of His own government. When he created man, this was the same instruction he gave him. You must live your life rooted in me and me only. That principle has not changed yet. God is only committed to reaching out to us based on the things that concerning him that we have killed into. If we go and draw inspiration from other sources, if we make decisions that are rooted in other sources, if we make choices that are rooted in other, other uh, realms, God is not committed to sustaining that. God will not be held liable to the consequences that come as a result of the decisions and choices we make that are not rooted in God. And having understood our human system that we are actually the outcome of our thoughts, we live from the realms of our thoughts. Your life flows in the direction of your thought process. What dominates your thoughts is what will run your life. As a man thinks, so he shall what? Become. Very important. Don't ever joke with your thought process. Don't joke with the things that have dominated your mind that have become your consciousness every day. Over the years, we've been born into systems that have imparted us into our thought process. And every day we live from the economy of those things that have been deposited in us in form of culture, in form of way of life, in form of the environment where we grow, on, grow in, in form of the friends that influence us and all that. Not only that it informs what we think, and the decisions we make, and the choices we make, but to a great extent, roughly up to 80 to 90% of the things we say are all rooted from what is deposited in us, from the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. This is a very crucial principle in the kingdom of God. And if God is to work with us, 
we must key into his own economy. Moses spoke to the people saying, this, is, this day the Lord your God commands you to do these statutes and ordinances. You shall therefore be careful to do them with all your heart. From the, from the bottom of the heart, the mouth speaks with all your soul that governs your imagination, your thinking process. So the status and the ordinances of God must be rooted in your heart and in your soul to be able to influence your language, your thinking process. If you, you know, live your life outside the status and the ordinances of God, it means you are tapping into a different economy. And that economy cannot be assured. Jesus has told us, no matter how the devil presents his baggage to you, no matter how beautiful, how wonderful it may be, there are ways that seem right unto a man. There are thoughts that seem right unto a man. There are decisions that seem right unto a man. There are things in this world that have been presented to us that seem right unto us. But the end is what? Death. The devil is a deceiver. He knows how to do that. He will give it to you. You came to it. He will wait for you. Three, four, five years. Then you begin to reap the consequences of the choices you've made based on his own economy. So that's why God wants his status, his ordinances, his precepts, his commandments, his word to dominate our hearts and our soul. You are the one to bring it in. Just the way you were born tabla rasa, we were born without culture, we were born without thought systems, we were born to a system, then the system starts encoding things into us. I was born in the Igala culture. They start putting in me Igala mentality, Igala culture, Igala language, everything, 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 rooted from my culture. Then I went to school. Teachers continued their own. Then I grew up with some people. They started putting their own food. All of them has constituted the person I am today. Even if you go to, if you go to education, they will tell you about that. The outcome, the educational outcome. That is what you put in that you bring out. And your ability to bring it out is what makes you to either be a dollar or an intelligent person. That is some of education. <laughs> so we must understand this. If you don't understand this, you can't walk with God in the miraculous. You can't walk with God in the supernatural. These things are the things that can obstruct your prayer, can affect your life with God. That is why the word of God must come into your life and dominate all these other things that we put in you. Until the consciousness of God's own status and ordinances dominates the ones who have received over the years, God cannot rule your life. God cannot operate in you. In the realms where we hear testimonies of men and women in the scriptures. And that is why we must make the necessary effort to encode, re-educate ourselves, not with more books from the outside world, but with the book of God, which is the word of God. The word must take flesh and dwell among us to the point where it now starts provoking the thoughts, the choices, the decisions, 
our you know, sense of judgment must be rooted in the word of God. And when we act from that you know, economy, God is committed to making sure that whatever we have you know, stepped out to act out, he will back it up to make sure his glory, his honor goes with it. Jesus said, you have heard, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I said to you, you must love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This is very strange. But when you understand this economy, I just shared with you now, you will see what God is trying to say. You must live your life from the inside out. Not from the outside in. Get this now. Amen. You must live your life from where? Inside out. Not what? Good. Every day of your life, you don't allow your life to be predicated on what happens outside, no matter how laudable it will be. You must live your life based on what? From the inside, what God has put inside of you. It is a switch of consciousness that you must be the one to make in your life. God has put his status, his commandments, his word in your heart and in your soul. And he's saying, live your life from there. If you live your life from there, I'm committed to making sure that whatever you believe for my word that you act out, I will make sure that my glory and my honor goes with it. But if you live your life picking up things every day from the outside and allow it to dominate you, you will sink. You will sink. So the Christian life is the life of the inside to the outside. It's the inside that tells the outside what should happen. It's not the outside that tells the inside what should happen. You see, from this, this one here, I just said, he said, you should love your, en- your, friend, your neighbor and hate your enemy. You see, because of what he has done. No! You must love your enemy. You must do good to those who hate you. Because naturally, if you hurt me, I will pay you back, right? That's the normal thing. But he said, no. When you pay back the same coin, it means you are living on another economy. And he will not be committed to that. And the one who is responsible for that economy will come into your life. You must live from the economy of God that is inside of you. And John made it clear a few weeks ago, the thing really, you know, it shook me. When John said, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Wow, think about it. Greater. Do you believe it? First of all, do you believe that? Do you believe that the one inside you is greater than this whole world? Do you believe that? That the one inside of you is greater than heaven and earth, is greater than all the doctors, is greater than all the politicians, is greater than everything in this world you can see, is greater. Then why do we now subject ourselves and allow our lives to be run by the lesser life. Yes. If the greater one is inside of you, then why not tap from the greater one? Because everything inside of him is greater. The Bible says, he who comes from above is above all. So these are the things that we need to allow to come and reshape our spirituality. Reshape the way we think. This is what makes the difference. 
Yeah, the outside world will tell me this. Yes, it's true. That's a fact on ground. But have we asked the greater one inside? Whose own system is greater? So these are some of the principles that we must allow to dominate our heart. Dear people of God, let us dare to believe God. Let us dare to challenge God by believing in him and see whether he is a God who is committed to carrying out what he says. Don't forget, the only work God has given to you, if you like, create your own. Create doing all kinds of things, thinking that without you are going to please God. The only work he has given to you is, can you believe what I have said concerning you? That's the only work God has given to you, to believe in his son and the implication of his son in your life. And that son, the Bible says, whoever believes in the son has life. There's a life, greater life we have received. That life should be the life that should run our lives on earth here. We are in the world. The world should not run our lives. The world should not tell us the steps we should take. The world should not tell us anything. Yes, we should tell the world that we have a different economy, a different system. This is how you will rule your world with the spirit of the office of the Christ. The world will tell you you are black and on, on, on the strength of that you are nobody. He said when God created Adam and Eve, there was no black or white. I may look black outside, but inside of me I carry the image of God. If you insult me and say, this man, you are, you are useless. Ah, you are free to express yourself. But it has fallen before me. It doesn't enter me. It doesn't change me. So that's how you take it to everything about your life. They will tell you things. They will tell you things. They will appear very, very serious. Let me tell you. The world system will give you words. They will give you words that will tear you apart. I met somebody yesterday. Those told me, Father, they have written me off. I said, who wrote you off? He said, this man. I said, this man? And I asked me a question. I said, was he dead the day you were born? He said, Father, why, why are you asking me that kind of question? I'm, I'm saying, I want, I want you to think properly. Was he dead the day your mother gave birth to you? He said, no. I said, was he dead the day you were conceived your mother's womb? He said, no. I said, was he dead the day God created you and gave you your physique the way you are now? He said, no. And then you allow the man to rubbish you by telling you that he has written you off. Is he your God? Who is he? On what audacity is he operating from? Who is he to tell me my fate? Is not a human being like me? What information does he have that should give him that authority to come and determine my future? No matter the information he carries, no matter the source of his information, I have my own uh, information. This is how you live the life of faith. And the Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. Always go inside and ask the Lord, what have you said concerning this? What have you said concerning this? Let the world give you their own report, but always go back to your heart and ask, what is the status of God with regards to this? What is the status of God with regards to this? What are his ordinances regarding to this? Get it first. Where the two of them 
and make a choice which information will run your life. If you want to continue to run your life based on the information and reports of the world, you are free. It's your choice. It has consequences. If you choose that is the information of God that will run your life, it's okay, it's your choice. It has consequences. John says, even though we believe the report of men, the report of God is greater. Amen. Begin to exercise it. God is waiting for us there. Each time I pray and intercede and intercede for the church, he says, my son, I'm waiting for you somewhere. Tell them to meet me at Galilee, not at the tomb. Tell them. Can they believe me? If they don't believe me, they can do nothing. We shall believe in the name of Jesus. Amen. This belief we have received, it will grow and bear fruit. Amen. The Bible says he has given to us a measure of faith. And that measure is equal to what? A mustard seed faith. And he said, if we can believe that little thing we have and begin to speak based on the economy of what we have, we can move mountains. Whatever constitutes a nuisance in our lives, we can deal with it. The world can go to blazes. But you, you have the peace of Christ. You have the joy of the Lord as your strength. The the Lord has prepared a, a, a good place for us. But only those who can have the boldness like Peter to be foolish enough to step out, not understand the chemistry of water, who are ready to step out. These are the ones who experience him. Unfortunately. But if you want to remain in the boat that was built by man, you will not walk on the water. If you want to live on the boat, and say, ah, if I'm in the boat, I'm safe. Are you sure you'll be safe there? One day that boat can sink upside. You see, but Peter stepped out. He took a leap of faith. He didn't understand anything, but he only believed the ordinance of the Lord. Believe his ordinance for your life. Believe his ordinance for your soul. Believe his ordinance for your health. Believe his ordinance for your finances. Insist and say what God says is what will run my life. Irrespective of the pranks my mind and my head is playing with me. I believe with my heart. I don't believe with my head. My head is a confused you know, organism. He's, my head is busy picking information everywhere. But my heart is connected to God. To the throne room of God. Jesus does not rest in your head. He rests in your heart. You will live your life from your heart. You don't live your life from your head. If you allow this year to keep ruling you, it will lead you into destruction. When you live from your heart, you will forgive easily. When they mess you up, you pray for them. Amen? And as we are in this Lenten period, deal with some of those things. Don't count anybody as your enemy. Hey, this person did this to me. Hey, this person did this to me. What he did to me, eh? If he say, if he say, can't suffer, suffer, why don't suffer? Because of this person, forget. You are living from here. You are frustrating the glory. You are frustrating the honor God has placed upon you. The angels are saying, hey, shut up, shut up. Hey, don't say it again. Keep quiet. Ah, you, you, you see that there's one spirit moving you. You keep talking. After talking, you will notice that you are empty. You become, you become sad again. It means we that, hi, if I know safe, I will not even talk safe. You see the point? Because the Spirit was telling you, stop, stop, stop. You are wasting energy. You are wasting grace. 
Jesus said, the glory of the latter days will be greater than the glory of the past. And that glory is waiting for all of us. But we must key into this technology every day consciously. Consciously. This morning again, Jesus will step in into your life. Bringing into you his nature that is not susceptible to elements. Giving you his life that gives you all things that pertains to life and godliness. Give you his spirit that guarantees liberty. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When he gives it to you, you will say, my son, my daughter, I have given you these three things that my life is made of. What can you do with it? You can live from his nature. You can live from his life. You can live from his spirit. That's how we exercise our faith. Faith in this graciousness of God in our hearts. As we continue the Mass, release yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you for what you have said concerning me. I dare to believe you now. I dare to hinge my life on you. I have trusted men that failed me, like the woman with the issue of blood. But now it's time for me to hold on to you. I'm not only touching your, your garment, the hem of your garment. I'm taking, I'm taking hold of your nature. I'm taking hold of your life. I'm taking hold of your spirit. And if that woman only touch the hem of your garment and got result, I will get 100% result because I'm tapping from the very source of the life itself. The Bible said the woman told herself, if only. <laughs> yourself too. Tell yourself, if only. Good. That's how we release our faith and God will honor our faith and you see him walking in our midst. May his grace abound upon us. May his strength abound upon us. And may the spirit of enlightenment come to you know, enlighten us in the path that God has ordained for us through Christ our Lord.